Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Totally Not in ACC Panic Room. We'll just call it OGOT. I'm Joe Ovias. That's Lauren Brownlow. She is in the Brownlow bunker. I am at the Smith Center where uh, it was a tale of two halves. Brownlow, I think most NC State fans would tell you, yeah, that was nice what we did in the, in the first half. But we know what's going to happen in the second half. I know. And you know what? It's so annoying to me because like, I know everyone thought that I even saw people saying it, but I'm like, (laughs) I think sometimes when things fail to adhere to what I view as like basketball logic and reason, even though I know better, I'm still like, why is it like this? Like, why is it that I'm fairly confident state has a great chance to be Duke on Monday? Yeah. Why do they beat Duke all the time? And they they play like the way they came out in the second. It, it, the also the other part too is that like it's always a different version of the same game. Mm-hmm. And you know I'm extra sensitive to that right now as a Panthers fan who's been watching different versions of the same game, mostly losses for like three years now. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't imagine how state fans feel that have kind of been watching the same version of this game or a similar one. Right for like a long time now. Yeah, I think so. I got here. So, quick context: uh, my younger kid had a hockey game earlier today in Garner, so I was going to prioritize that. Go see my kid play some hockey, uh, and then get here. My guess was I'd get here midway through the first half, which I was correct. I got here with about twelve minutes, ten minutes to go in the first half, and from what I saw out of NC State was pretty good commitment to defense. They had some shots going in, some some shots that were bouncing in too. Um, so, and I, I credit R.J. Davis to having a quiet first half because of the way NC State was playing defense. Yeah. But two things I thought of when we got to halftime here in Chapel Hill, and this is stripping away the NC State stuff and the law of the wolf, which we'll get to in a second, because I do want to give credit to North Carolina because this is what North Carolina has been doing for a good chunk of the season. They are not the deepest team, but they do have a talented group that can step up if somebody else isn't having a great night. Sometimes Armando Baycott's the one telling you, I run the league, and then he doesn't really have a great run after that, but then R.J. Davis can have a historic night like they did against what was it against uh syracuse the other day and or miami sorry i'm I'm losing all track of my orange team i only remember because it was literally the only good thing about unc's performance pretty much in that yeah pretty much but that's the thing it's not like north carolina north North carolina's funny because it's not like they're really wowing you right you also and this is what i've been screaming on the main podcast you know, a lot of other teams in the ACC find themselves kind of struggling half to half. NC State finds themselves unable to put two halves together consistently, okay? But North Carolina consistently finds a way to get it together or somebody having a good game and stepping up. And the way I thought the way the second half turned around was Elliot Cadeau. And Elliot Cadeau yeah. agitating NC State. Elliot Cadeau making plays, being aggressive. You want to call it embellishment on some of those fouls that ultimately got Casey Morrisell in trouble? Fine, so be it. But North Carolina was doing the little things that were necessary to find an edge 
and I thought NC State did not do a good job. Kevin Keats after the game talked about how they didn't get they didn't lose their composure or they weren't necessarily rattled. Fine, I'll, I'll grant him that. But they certainly were rushing things. They were certainly frustrated. By I was going to say, I was like, you're I mean, nicer. Right. I mean, like, he's sticking up for his guys, I guess, to he a is. degree. He but is. at the he same is. time, like, I mean, we saw it. And, and again, we've seen it uh, there happen, especially there, time and time again with mm-hmm. them. Is that, I mean, remember, like, that, that game they lost by 50 or whatever. Like, they had no business losing that game by 50, even though Carolina was, like, the better team. And it wasn't, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But they didn't have any business. Like, but they just... When it when it spirals for them there, it's like there's no stopping them. It's like the right. spiral just and you're exactly. like, why are you like this? Stop it. Like, it's stop like it. it's like watching it's like watching one of my kids. Like, you know what you're supposed to do. So why aren't you like where does your brain go? And sometimes that that's, that's what happens with NC State here <laughs> Look, in this building. To me all the time. I get oh, it. Oh sure, but. sure. So I'm pulling up, I pull up the stats oh, broadcast. No. And I'm looking at this is oh, the no. uh, this is <laughs> this is the scoring, and you see Marcel making a jumper to make it 47-37 for a ten point lead coming right out of the half, like and thirty then, seconds into the half. And then after that, the only points that they were getting were at the line, mind you. They didn't get to the line in the first half. Um, I think that was a little element of the way NC State was playing in the first half, at least from what I saw, taking threes, yeah. uh, mid-range jumpers, that kind of stuff. They weren't necessarily going to the lane. They started to go to the basket in the second half. They started going to the line. That's fine. But even then, they were a little hit or miss on the free throws. And again, they don't make another field goal until 8.52 left in the first half. You can, And what's wild to me, is it wasn't like North Carolina really pulled away in that game. They just yeah. chipped away, chipped away, chipped away, and once you once 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 North Carolina took the lead, I think it was on an R.J. Davis three where they ended up taking the lead. You never really got the sense that no matter how close it was going to be, NC State wasn't going to be able to find a way to get over that hump because they were just forcing things. There were just there were some comical moments in the second half, whether it was what the DJ Horn Cormac Ryan going down the court and trying to get the foul on either guy. Uh, some of the forced shots from NC State. A lot of this was just really weird forced NC State issues that put Carolina in a position to win. Yeah, I agree. And I just, I, like you said, I think that they got frustrated. I think Carolina came out, and I know they had some pressure in the second half. Defensively, they ratcheted that up. They played with more energy, for sure, like than, than in the first half. But it's like you said, I know State did hit some shots in the first half that you know, like you said, kind of rattled in or they rattled like, in. fortunate or whatever. But at the same time, like Carolina also was way more active in the second half. But all it took was that little extra bit of activity to make state like, you know, fall into a pile of ashes. I don't know. I just was like, <laughs> why? I was like, I mean, because they played well and really responded, I thought, to everything in the first half. And you're like, yeah. OK, they should come out feeling great. And I mean, they did go up 10. But then all of a sudden, Carolina, and it was just like there was. You, you're right. You you immediately assume there's nothing they can do because, like, literally, yeah. we have too much history, and I don't think we assume that about anybody else in that building. We can't even assume that about Clemson anymore in that building. No, no, you can't. You, well, the thing, it's funny. You mentioned Clemson, and it is weird that I've now seen. Cle- you saw it one, the, the first time, and I was here for the second time. And to your point, yeah. Uh, under Brad Brownell, it's like these guys don't necessarily care because they weren't around for that history. They don't. Do so you do get the sense that Clemson has kind of turned a little bit of a corner here in Chapel Hill? It's not like NC State hasn't won in this building. They have. It yeah. just doesn't happen very often, I guess. But it's funny. I um, 
I'm trying to pull up Gilio's tweet here because I think Gilio's tweet kind of nailed the the overall dynamic for um, for NC State and North Carolina and how these things are kind of viewed. It's- so I'll I'll pull it up here on Streamyard while you're watching on YouTube. He's like been asked recently the difference between NC State and Carolina fans, and here it is: there isn't an NC State fan out there who thinks they're going to win this game. This was at the half. In the same exact scenario, every Carolina fan expects to win. Uh, that's not to say that Carolina fans aren't going to stress out about it, and it does speak to what I've talked about North Carolina all year. They might not win them all, but there is an expectation that this Tar Heels team right. is at least going to make it close or find a way to make it interesting at the end, and that's exactly how it played out once again for the Tar Heels at the Smith Center. Once you lose, you know, I know, albeit on the road, but once you lose to Georgia Tech, it's kind of, for me, it's kind of like all bets are off at that point. <laughs> like, great. you it's can green. technically lose to anyone. Yeah, so, I, I'm not going to say you can't lose to anyone because I saw it, right? Yeah. So, it's yeah. like, and State was certainly playing well enough in the first half. If they, Like you said, if they could have kept that up and, you know, like you said, maybe they got some good fortune. But it was still like, if they could have kept at least that confidence and a little bit of like, I mean, I know the word is cheesy or whatever, but swagger, it is a real thing. Like they had it going into halftime. Mm-hmm. They had all of the juice, as the kids say, I think. Uh, yes. Yes. I don't juice. know if the kids say that or not. Well, no, oh, now that, it's an old person thing. Great. I came to yeah, it too late. Yeah. As with most things with us, we always come to these things a little bit too late. Uh, from T on the YouTube comments, at least they beat the spread. That's there you true. Go. Great but teams covered. Like, look, I can't legally bet yet. So, Allow me to plug the fact that DraftKings and the OG, we have partnered, handshake emojis, use the promo code OG24 uh, to, uh, to, to get things started, and everything goes legal once we, uh, we get to um, March 11th. Uh, from, what do we got? It's 4365. What are the goals for NC State the rest of the year? Any way to take something positive from the three games they have left. Well, they've got two regular season games left before they go to the ACC tournament. They got Duke on Monday. We'll do another totally not a panic room on Monday night after that game. Uh, and then they got Pitt to close things out before everybody hauls off to Washington, D.C. And Jillio and I talked about this earlier in the week uh, after NC State lost to Florida State. Uh, nine o'clock, what was that? Nine o'clock game on a Wednesday. That the, way, the, the, the law of the wolf is they'll lose today. They have we'll a knack Duke. for beating Duke at home, which is Monday night. And then they'll probably lose to Pitt. And then they'll probably win a game in D.C. only to lose the following game. Um, yeah, on that way. one I feel like feels the strongest, like the truth, the last yes. one. Like the, yes. the, the winning one game at the tournament and losing the second. Yeah, that, that sounds pretty typical for the Wolfpack. From Davis, chances of Keats returning next season. You know, I know that fans are done with Keats right now. And we've spent a good chunk of time all season talking about this, Lauren. Um, you know, he entered, you know, Kevin Keats entered the Herb Sendex zone. And once you get in there, it's really tough to come out of it. We talked about Dave Dorn being in the Herb Sendex, Herb Sendex zone midway through the football season, but he found his way out of it. It's a, a rare moment where he was able to get himself out of that bad place. You know, in order for Keats to do it, the only way to do it is if you make the NCAA tournament. Now, I don't yeah. think that is a make or break for Keats going forward. Right. But I, I'll be interested. To, and Joe said this, and I'll repeat what Joe said uh, earlier this week when we talked about Kevin Keats and his job tenure, Lauren. The, the conversations that the fans are having are different than the conversations that Boo Korg and the AD and others will be having in the administration. 
Yeah, I mean, I think a lot depends on factors that we probably have no idea about, you know? Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm just saying, like, behind-the-scenes stuff, you know? Like, right. which booster loves Kevin? Which How does that booster feel about Kevin now? Right. You right. know, like, does he still feel the same, or is he a little bit, like, mm, kind of, you know, getting a little tired? I don't know. You know, you know I really don't know the answer to that. I don't know how much it's going to cost if they feel like they have that kind of money to go do that right now and get a basketball coach that will get fans to come back. That's the big if because yeah, like, I, I think, look, at a certain point, like I said, I've only been dealing with this for three years of like the Panthers being like this. So imagining like 15 years ish, right. I would say give or take of like watching a pretty similar scenario unfold when you play North Carolina. Uh, so some would argue, some would argue longer than that. You gotta go well, all the way back. You gotta go back. You gotta go back to the Matt Doherty time. I mean, it's not like they had any of those chances. Well, they had like jewels in them, like. But, yeah, but in, again, like, that was Matt. Was, that was Matt Doherty time. No, well, but by the time I was a senior in college, it wasn't. He was yeah. there for some of Roy. So, like, they were still exciting and good during, like, you know, the mid to early two thousands. You know what I mean? Like two thousand five, two thousand six, even. Yeah. Sydney comes. They beat Carolina in year one, and there was some. And then, yeah, that's why I said fifteen years. I guess maybe from Connor. Hey, Joe, the announcer at one point, I think, I think Corey Alexander was on this call uh, on ESPN. Uh, they said at one point they made the claim that if you put NC state in another conference, they're likely a top five conference team. Do you buy that logic? Would state be a March team somewhere else? No, I do not buy that. I was like, logic. which one? Yeah, I don't, I don't, maybe the big 12, they schedule right. But then again, NC uh-huh. state, uh, NC State did that once and still didn't make the tournament because they didn't win enough in conference. So here's the problem with that. And I think this is the problem that NC State fans ultimately have with the basketball program right now. Um, you're not really going to be a perennial March team or you're not going to be somewhere atop the conference if you don't really have much of a, an identity, if there's apathy around the program. And I think that's yeah. been my biggest problem with NC State. Uh, the last few years, I don't think it's a Kevin Keats problem. I actually think it's a university-wide leadership issue for NC State and basketball. They have an opportunity in football that Dave Dorn's been able to cobble together and build a program that looks like it can have a chance to do big things, and that's what this upcoming season's going to be. Never forget, there was a time where the football program was upset that the basketball program was getting NIL love. That's been flipped. And now basketball is like, well, if we could get this amount of money to get these kind of players, because that's the game that's being played right now. What's the investment level in your program? Unfortunately for NC State, unfortunately for NC State, they don't, they're not, NC State, and this is like a historic thing, NC State kind of pioneered under, under Bobby Purcell getting a little from a lot, right? Because you have to, yeah. Because you have to, because that's just the way NC State is kind of built. They don't have a bunch of big money people. It's just what NC State just kind of produces. Um, so NC State, unfortunately, is in a position where they have to ask a lot, or they have to ask a little bit from a lot of people. And right now, a lot of people just don't really have a lot of interest in the basketball program. Most of that money is going to be spent on the football program. And it's like one of those chicken or egg arguments, Lauren. When it comes to the Wolfpack. So that's why with this particular answer, if this is your current state, I don't really see how you're going to be any better in any other conference because the teams that they're currently stuck in the middle with are other kind of programs like Clemson and Florida State and Wake Forest. There's no reason why NC State 
should be battling it out with Florida State. There's no reason why NC State should be battling I mean, it out with Miami. It's here's just, the, it well, here's the thing, too. I mean, like, not to, like, nitpick, but if you look at the last five years, you would argue there's more positive momentum for all of those programs than there right. has been for NC State. Like, they've right. both have certainly accomplished far more. Like, yep. State. Florida State, even with down year and all, I would still put them as a program like ahead of NC State right now where they're at. Like, yeah, I'm with, I'm with you on that. Miami, same. Like, I, I don't even know. Like, for me, it's like, why wouldn't they be fighting it out with them? They haven't been better than them. And maybe that's the investment thing. Maybe that's yeah. it out. Like, but I mean, if you don't have that investment, why would like it's great to fire Kevin Keats, but if you don't have that investment, then why would anybody good want to come there? Yeah, I've been kind of I've been trying to say that the last few weeks when it comes to NC State, what is the commitment level uh, behind anything with basketball going forward? And a lot of people will put that on Boo Corrigan, the AD at NC State. From John on the YouTube comments, hey Joe, if Kevin Keats was fired, would anyone hire him? I don't, guys. guys I don't know. I'm sure probably. I don't like, think that really matters in the grand scheme of things. Uh, from Andrew, great, like. Look, to stick up for Kevin, because I, you yeah. know I don't like that the, the way the discourse, quote-unquote, has gone when it's come to him necessarily and some of the things that are said. Is it working at State right now? It doesn't seem to be. No, it doesn't. But does that mean he's a bad coach? No. Like, he did a great job at Wilmington. Like, he could easily go back to a smaller school if he wanted to, step back up to a major conference at some point and have a better-fitting job, and it worked out just fine. Or he can go be an assistant somewhere. He'll be all right. And from Andrew, it's Tom. A lot of people will not care until there's a new coach. I would argue against that. I mean, it's it always, in their egg it, at this it, point. It comes, yeah, it comes down to well, who's the next coach? You know. Well, it's, so. it's like it's a little bit like the Panthers, right? Like, what if they keep hiring like a coach and they keep getting the same results over and over, and the games keep playing out? Oh, now I'm scared. The same way over and over again, and it's like for I mean eventually people will stop caring completely because why would they believe anything would be different if like an approach change isn't taken or a commitment level isn't made yeah. in, in state's case like why would anybody believe anything would change but then it's like what you said it's chicken or egg right you got to really have a commitment to get the change from uh, from bourbon ken state was on State was on track to break 80. If they would have done that, would they have won? No. I mean, no, because then in that scenario, it's probably like maybe it's a track meet and then Carolina is getting transition dunks every other possession as State just stands there and is like, wait, they they go after mate baskets? Like, that's what would have happened. I promise. Yes. Yes. It makes no sense. I can't logic it out, but I'm just, I feel it in my bones. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that, that's that's enough about NC State because I get it. You know, a lot of NC State fans are upset with what happened today. Uh, for a lot of the state fans who say, I mean, I already know what the result's going to be, blah, 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 blah. They certainly watch it unfold it. because, like, oftentimes you can't help yourself, right? Um, like I'm not, not going to scold like, y'all like, for that. And no, I don't I'm not gonna, no, I'm not scolding else. anybody. No, no, I know you're not. I'm just saying, I don't no. think anybody else should either. They're beaten down, man. Give them a break. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, totally, I totally get it. So the thing that I'll get back to the Tar Heels before we um, before we get out of here. The Tar Heels are best that I can tell in that I think the way they played in January led a lot of us, and I'm included in this. I'm not trying to act like I didn't, you know, yeah. I, I didn't jump on board with this. 
they were playing defensively at a level that I thought gave them an edge, not just to really comfortably win the ACC, but also make things super interesting in the NCAA tournament. The problem for the Tar Heels as of late, if I had any red flags, and we saw this really in the first half, defensively, they're still not as sharp as we saw in January. And now it's March. And And you wonder... You wonder if that was a if what we've seen is the regression, and NC and, and North Carolina is not going to be able to get back to that level. Can they get back to what we saw in January? Or what we're seeing here is a Tar Heel team, by the way, that is doing enough and is going to win the league. And I can see them going to Duke and closing out the regular season at Cameron with a win. I can see that, but I just don't know if they can find that defensive gear again because it's been a while since we've seen it and we saw it today when nc state was filling it up in the first half i think we've seen at times this season like a few key elements click at the same time for north carolina and others not and then Mm -hmm. like honestly earlier in the season the way their offense was playing i was like this is great offense remember we were all saying that and now I mean, it's not a bad offense, but it's not what it was, you know, back in December. They they switched it up, became much more dominant defensively. Mm-hmm. And now that the defense has fallen off some, I feel like the offense is still not what we were seeing back then. And so I think that's playing a little bit of a role, too. I think um, it did to me the first and second half. I mean, it is state carolina so like maybe you throw it out i don't know but at the same time you know what that's that's totally fair by the way that is totally fair to basically be like yeah look uh this is uh its own uh what what do they what do they call those shows those uh those episodic shows a bottle episode like it's just in a happy little bot it's a standalone a standalone episode yeah these games are standalone games for sure right you're watching you're aren't you watching sopranos now there's plenty of those i am I am, yes. Yeah. Yeah, There's I just lots got, of standalones. I just, I just got done with the first season. I didn't realize The Sopranos was low-key funny. Very funny. Yeah, I didn't realize it was low-key funny, but anyway. that's the right, Yeah, no, but it, it's it, maybe that's what it is. But either way, what I did at least see at halftime from UNC was like, oh, Hubert flipped a switch in there. Mm-hmm. You know, and so maybe they do still have that because they didn't look like, I mean, just as much as State didn't look like the same team as the first half, neither did Carolina in a good way no. for them, though. And so, like, yeah. clearly the energy ramped up and they were able to flip a switch. And they do have enough veteran guys, I feel like, on that court that maybe if Cormac Ryan can shake off some of his feelings about the shooting slump or whatever. And, like, you know, and, and all of that. And, like, Harrison Ingram, again, made some energy plays. He's been doing that lately. He played really well today, too. If mm-hmm. they, if those guys can, like, get them going, like, I think they have been doing. That's the one thing that I feel like has been consistent all year long is that those guys have kind of been a motor for them and a bit of an energy for them. And like, if those, I don't doubt them very much when those guys are the ones kind of like getting the energy going and getting the defensive intensity up and things like that. But if they're not on, or if something's off with those guys, we have seen and RJ Davis too, obviously, but that's just more from a school, like a more obvious perspective. I'm talking about like on court, you could, you see them struggle some when, when those guys aren't available as much, or they're in a bit of a funk. From Michael, Carolina's Toronto State is Artie Buco. Uh, Artie's the restaurant guy, right? Yeah. Okay. Again, I just got done with the first season, so I only know that you know he set fire to the restaurant because he wanted to avoid a hit there because of because Junior, and then Artie got mad uh, when he found out from the mom that he was the one that burned it down, but then he didn't do anything, and now he's happy with the restaurant. Please tell me he doesn't get worse for Artie. Does it get worse for Artie? Oh. Uh- <laughs> 
depends on how you do it. <laughs> From Aaron, and I agree with Aaron here. Second half defense for UNC was closer. The yes. team is very good. It's not great. They got to bring it 100% yes. all game long. The, and, the best thing yeah. they have going for them is veteran guys in every sense of that word, right? You even mm -hmm. see like a Cormac Ryan knows how to get under someone's skin. Like, like mm -hmm. you know, he, he knows how to be a little bit of a troll. He was like a trolley like sibling during that in parts of that. And they were like trolley siblings going back and forth with each other. He and DJ Horn. I, I enjoyed it. That's what he was at Notre Dame. So, yeah. I mean, he well, was that at Notre Dame. He, he brought yeah. that here. He understands the assignment. And that's yes. what I get back to. To your point about Cormac Ryan, I again, I saw that out of Elliot Cadeau in the second half. Floor, yes. Sure. And, and Harrison Ingram will not hesitate to get in anyone's face ever. Absolutely and not. So he's fiery. And I think that they feed off of that energy. I think you, mm -hmm. I think some of what you saw was like Cadeau feeding off of some of that energy. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, no, totally with you on that. Because sometimes we've seen Cadeau get a little bit not, not, not scared, not hesitant. Sure, sure. He uh, he does he he has to go full send, um, and he's trying to pick his spots when he does and when he doesn't. And that that again that comes with reps. That comes with being yes. worried maybe sometimes that if I do make a mistake, hey look, you know somebody might be taking my place. Sometimes that we've seen that we've seen that as that tremble sometimes uh, where they swap them out. Honestly, my biggest remaining concern from Carolina is something kind of silly, but something that could play a role for them is like some of these lineups, especially in the first half, to get them to the official timeouts and get guys some rest. Because mm -hmm. now that's what it's become. Remember, early yes. in the season, we've seen guys, them using their depth. And we they're still using more guys than they have used in the past, but it's not right. It, and it's it's decreasing. And, I, and sometimes mm -hmm. I get it. Like sometimes you see the guys come in and play some and you're like, oh, well, he's having a bad day. Okay. Uh, like Washington yeah. and Withers weren't amazing today. So that's why we didn't see as much of them. But then at the same time, like a guy like a Trimble, I feel like he had a big, he had a lot to do with why I think UNC improved as much defensively as they did. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, I know he was hurt. So I, I think he's maybe still getting back to hundred percent, but that's somebody they need for sure to be back at hundred percent when postseason starts. Any closing thoughts, Lauren, before we wrap up this completely, not totally a panic room. You could just say like formerly known as, you know, like Princeton. Well, we gotta we gotta figure out we gotta figure out what we're gonna call it for real, for real. You know, you and I have been kind of kicking things around for a little bit. I want it one way, you want it another way. We're gonna have to hash this out. We're gonna have to hash this out. We'll have to have a sit down to borrow some. Yes. yes. At uh, at at uh, at the Vesuvio the, 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 at uh, at Buco's place, right? Anyway, that's gonna wrap it up for uh this OG OT. Uh, we'll have more to talk about on Monday, uh, me and Jillio, and then Brownlow and I will be back doing this again on Monday night because we'll definitely have we'll, – we'll find out the answer to our question about how much Law of the Wolf is taking place. You know, lose to Carolina, beat Duke to get everybody back in. You know, their NCAA – Or just don't beat Duke day. and have everybody be even more sad. Well, I mean, if they don't beat Duke, I think it pretty much answers your question because these are Q1 opportunities for them. Yeah. Don't beat Duke. Well, it's clearly going to make things a lot worse for you. I don't know. Maybe Duke will do NC State a favor, much like uh, they did for Wake Forest uh, last weekend. So who knows? Who knows? But whatever you do, whatever you do, NC State, don't storm the court on Monday because Coach K says no more. He has proclaimed <sighs> no more court storms, Brownlow. No more. Wait. You know what I am proclaiming? No more of this discussion. 
because I can't take it anymore. I don't care if you're for it or against it. If you have a super strong opinion about it beyond like, hey, I feel like we need to make sure the players get off the court without being hurt. I don't care. I don't. All right. That's going to wrap it up. We will see you all on Monday. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.